Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich Omis, episode 73. James Arthur Ray is considered one of the world's foremost leadership and performance advisors, coaches, and consultants. He is the author of the New York Times bestseller, Harmonic Wealth, The Secret to Attracting the Life You Want. In 2009, James' company hit the Inc.'s 500 as one of the fastest-growing privately-held companies in the United States. At the same year, James was involved in a terrible incident that claimed the lives of three of his clients who he cared about deeply. James has coached and consulted hundreds of thousands of people and companies from 145 different countries around the world to master a more successful series of strategies and results in both their life and work. James Arthur Ray, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Well, hello, Hayut. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. It is a pleasure, and it's so great that you are here. I've been waiting through this conversation. I just shared with our audience what you've done until now, and I would like you to share with us what are you doing today and what are you most passionate about? Well, I am really passionate. I've got some big intentions and goals, Hayut. And, mm-hmm. you know, my philosophy has always been if you're going to go after something, you might as well make it big. And I, I, I talk a lot about taking a moonshot because when I was growing up, John F. Kennedy was inaugurated into office, and he talked about us going to the moon, and that made a really big Mm -hmm. impact on me. And one of the things he said in that speech, and maybe you've heard it, is he said, you know, we're going to do this not because it's easy, but because it's hard, (laughs) and it will will bring out the best within us. And so I – that impacted me so powerfully as a six-year-old boy, and so Mm -hmm. long answer to your question, my big, bold – what I call PTP, Powerful Transforming Purpose, is to impact, influence, and guide and direct the infinite potential and the destiny of the entire human race. Now, I know that's bold. It is. (laughs) I know know that's bold. And I also, frankly, know that it may not be accomplished in my lifetime, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to give it everything I have. So, so that's what I'm passionate about. And, and I have to say, Hayud, you know, what we tend to forget is that the word passion comes from the Latin and it translates into suffering. And so we don't want to talk a lot about that. We have a lot of people saying, follow your passion, follow your passion, follow your passion. What they're really saying is follow your suffering, follow your suffering, follow your suffering. I didn't know that. I love this word. Oh, what did you do to it? Right. So, well, but here's here's the bottom line. You know, the your passion, which is translated as suffering, will necessitate that you sacrifice 
and you suffer because suffering comes from the resistance to all the BS, if you will, that kicks up uh, all the limiting beliefs, the perceptions, the ideas, the identities that kick up as you go after your powerful transforming purpose. And so there's a salvation, if you will, in suffering because suffering peels away the BS and gets you back to the core of who you really are and what's important to you. Wow, I didn't know that, and it sounds very interesting. Um, what does it mean for you to reach this goal? What is it that you really want to do with all or each person or all these people around well, you? What I want to do is to help them wake up and remember uh, who they really are, not what society has conditioned us to believe we are. Now, I also realize, Hayut, that you can't give what you don't have. So for me to help other people wake up to who they really are, first and foremost, I have to wake up to who I really am. And going back to what we just discussed, that's going to take some suffering, some sacrifice, and some pain to get there because what I collectively call the resistance is, is a formidable opponent. And as we go as entrepreneurs, yeah. as we go about making an impact in the world and providing value, the greatest opponent that we're ever going to confront is not the market, although that is an opponent, but the greatest opponent is going to be your internal resistance. And, yeah. you know, I, I find this time and time and time again as I work with, you know, six, seven, eight-figure entrepreneurs, you know, people are people. And mm -hmm. regardless of who they are, we all confront the same issues. I guess we do. But I want to ask you, when you talk about wake up and be who you are, what do you mean by that? Are we sleeping today? Uh, yes. We are. We've, <laughs> we've been lulled into yeah. a tremendous sleep and a tremendous hypnosis that tells us, you know, that we are capable of certain things, that we must follow the system, that we must stay plugged into the matrix. And our traditional school systems, quite frankly, are failing us miserably. You know, our, our traditional school systems were built yeah. to train people to work in factories. I mean, that's a fact, and they haven't changed uh, since that time. Well, guess what? Factories are going away, as we well know. <laughs> and so what we have to do is be able to reinvent ourselves, redefine ourselves, and look at ourselves in new ways, and that takes self-awareness. And if I, you know, people ask me consistently, what's the number one quality that an entrepreneur, or anyone for that matter, must possess? And without question, in my mind, it's yeah. self-awareness. And self-awareness is mm -hmm. recognizing your strengths as well as your weaknesses, your, you know, your gifts as well as your downfalls, and being very, very aware and awake about what those are, and then, and then playing your gifts. I, I firmly believe, Hayut, that every single one of us has been sent here by the mastermind or, or universal intelligence, whatever we want to call it, to do something unique, and no one else can do it the way we can do mm -hmm. it. And so that's self-awareness, big part of self-awareness is finding that gift and turning away from, you know, following the market and the money and saying, let me follow the meaning. Yeah. And when I follow the meaning and the fulfillment, then money, <laughs> by and large, is more likely to follow 
because we always we That's always right. are better when we're happy and fulfilled. So let's place the emphasis there. That's for sure. Where did it come from? I mean, you were impressed as a child, and it seems like you were looking to be affected by things like Kennedy and others. But what did you do with that? Or have you always worked with people to help them get there? When did you get there? Um, well, you know, it's a, it's a multi-layer question. And have I always worked with people? I've always worked <laughs> with myself, you know, for sure. Hmm. Because one of the things that I found, you know, really, really early on was that I didn't fit in. I mean, I grew up a very uh, introverted, insecure child and with a very dynamic, charismatic, and domineering father. And I know a lot of men can relate to oh. this. And so consequently, I was always living in the shadow of my, my dynamic and charismatic father, who happened to be a Protestant minister, by the way. And, oh. <laughs> and so, yeah, by, by the, the way. way. <laughs> um, and, and so, you know, I started to kind of go off on my own journey at a very early age because I wasn't getting the answers I was seeking in my going to church, you know, three, four times a week. And, and I have the utmost respect, by the way, for every spiritual tradition. And I've been really blessed to be mentored and coached by spiritual coaches, by business coaches, by, you know, all kinds of different psychological coaches. And I've really had some great teachers. Um, and I think there's value in all of those things. But nonetheless, I wasn't getting the answers that, that I really needed. And so I kind of went off on my own journey about 18 years of age to figure it out and find it out. And, and I, I did that originally because I thought if I could find out the answers to how this universe worked, I could ease my own pain. And then as I started doing that, then little by little, I started learning that I could share those awakenings, if you will, those understandings with other people. And it started off in business. You know, I was in sales. I was a sales trainer and I trained people on how to have influence in sales at AT&T. And then I ended up at AT&T School of Business and I was consulting C-suite executives there on how to have high-performing yeah. teams and leadership. And, and so it, it's kind of unfolded over time. Hmm. You know, this podcast is... Uh all about customer focus, and we mainly talk to entrepreneurs. And I would like to ask you, what would be your best advice to those entrepreneurs about customer approach and customer focus and everything that has to do with approaching their target okay. audience? Okay, great question. Um, I'm going to give you a two-pronged answer, if I may. <laughs> sure you may. First prong, forget about... money. <laughs> Easier said than done. I'm not saying money's not important. Of course it is. You know, one of my sure. mentors taught me no margin, no mission, right? You got to have margin. But forget about the money and put all of your focus on providing value. Because most of us have been conditioned to believe that a business is in business to make money. That's wrong. A business is in business to provide service and value. And when we provide service and value, the money will come as a byproduct, okay? That's right. And the second one? The second one is then 
know specifically how your customer, and this presupposes that you know what your unique av customer avatar is, which you need to know. Who is your market? Who are you going after? Who is your customer? And then how do they want to be served? Because so many times we tend to, and this happens in romantic relationships, it happens in business, is that we tend to come to any kind of relationship, and your customer is a relationship, by the way. We come to sure, sure. any relationship from our perspective, and we attempt to mm. serve them in the way we want to be served versus joining their perspective and serving them in the way they want to be served. And so that's the second piece, you know, focus on providing value and they fit together because when you really understand who your customer is, your target market, your client avatar, if you will, then you can start to get to know them and have the relationship to understand how they want to be served. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I always say two things. First of all, that we as business people, of course, as marketers, we know we don't know anything. And that's exactly what you say, because marketing is all about seeing things from the point of view of our customers. Also because the money is in their pockets, but mainly because I agree with you about providing the value. So I totally agree with you. I know... You had a lot of successes, and we'll talk about them very soon. But I would like you to tell us what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers, the one that affected your entrepreneurial journey or your own journey the most. Can you share this story? Yeah, well, you know, with, without any hesitation whatsoever, my biggest failure, and anyone who knows my history knows that In 2009, my company and I conducted an event in Sedona, Arizona, and three people ended up um, passing away, losing their lives in, in, a, cool. in an experiential activity that we were doing. Whoa. And oh. yeah, it was horrible. And I mean, it, it was the antithesis of everything I'd ever stood for or ever, ever attempted to accomplish. And I'm sure you can imagine, I mean, if you've ever uh, lost anyone you've cared about, you know what the anguish is on that. And then on top of that, you uh, have it happen on your watch and you're the leader. And, and so anyway, that is by far and away Whoa. the biggest failure Definitely. that I've ever experienced. Now, now I tend to, you know, define things a little differently and I would encourage it I encourage all my entrepreneurial clients to do the same is that no matter how we see something as a failure it can also give us tremendous feedback because sure. our greatest teachers are most often our last mistake and, and so if, if we choose to see them and experience them that way and so that is has given me tremendous feedback, tremendous opportunity to pick myself up, to readjust, to analyze, and to continue to move forward with great lessons in life. And, and that's, you know, that's how we learn. We learn just 
starting as children by falling down. We learn how to walk, not by hmm. right being held up. Wow, what a story! Yeah, yeah, it is. And thank you for sharing that with us. I would like to ask you now about your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer's focus or something you did right about approaching your customers. Well, I, I think that um, there's been so many and probably from a hmm. customer service perspective and from a team perspective, you know, my team and I were inducted into the Inc. 500 in 2009 with one of the fastest growing, most successful privately held wow. companies in the nation, if not the world. And, and so, wow. you know, when Inc. Magazine interviewed me to ask, how did I do that? My response was, I didn't do it. My team did it. And I really mean that. Mm -hmm. now, now, I'm also, you know, wise enough to know that I had the wherewithal and the skills to build a high performing team. And yet, one of the ways that I do that and continue to practice and I talk to my clients about is that you have to play your A game. You know, I've, I'm really, really clear Hayut, on what I'm good at. And this comes back to self-awareness. Mm -hmm. I'm also really, really clear on what I'm horrible at. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, my team constantly says, don't let, you know, the founder uh, get into the books because if he gets into the books, he's going to screw things up. And, you know, don't let the founder <laughs> collect money because he'll just give the shop away. And, and so, you know, I'm really good at basically four things. I'm great at vision or direction. I'm great at research. I'm great at development and I'm great at delivery. So, and you get beyond that, I'm not great. I'm, I'm okay at some things, and I'm maybe even good at some things, but I believe we're all hardwired to greatness. And so my philosophy is play to your greatness and then find people to join your team whose greatness is your weakness. And then everybody's playing their A game. And there's a lot of research out there with, like Gallup did research with 50,000 teams, over 1.4 million people, and they found that people who play to their strengths every day are 38% more productive, they have a 50% higher retention rate, and to your point, they have 44% higher customer satisfaction because people who are happy make the clients happy. Well, that's correct. And I also believe that everyone has one or two things that they are really one of a kind in, and that's what they should do, and that's what they should bring to the world. I love this expression of the A game. I think it's a beautiful expression. James, can you recommend the best, most effective technological or digital tool that's related to customer focus, um, marketing or sales? And what I'm looking for is not the shiniest tool in the endless list, but I'm looking for something that you as a successful entrepreneur, as a successful businessman, you are using and works for you. Well, you know, now you're dipping into my B and C game uh, because technology is not <laughs> my thing. But I, you know, I have team members who handle that. But what I will tell you, and I, I hope this doesn't sound like a kind of a, a, a meme or a Pollyanna kind of response, but 
But the reality is, is that social media, I believe, is a great way to build relationships. If we go back to what we talked about a few moments ago, and if we really pay attention to the messages that are coming in, the questions that are coming in, the conversations that we can build with clients, it gives us a tremendous amount of of data, if you will. Even yeah. looking at, and again, this is not my A game, but but my A game is making sure that we have people who are good at these things to look at them. But if we look at the stats of what's really playing to what audience, and we know who our audience is, and we really pay attention to them, then we also have a lot of intel. So I. You know, I, I think that that's a really great tool to have a conversation, an ongoing relationship with our clients that we didn't have if you just roll back the clock, you know, 10, 15 years sure. ago. Right, right. I'm, uh, you know, we had such big budgets for TV and to interrupt people with a lot of advertisement. And today we have this tool to just get relationships, to just create contact with people. Right. I think it changes everything. I would like to ask you, you know, there are a lot of factors that actually affected our success. But I believe that there's always one factor that works more for you. And I want to ask mm. you, what is your key success factor? What works for you? Easy answer. Great question. Easy answer. Grit. <laughs> grit is the factor grit. and and I find that grit is so limited in today's world now if you look at Angela Duckworth's research on grit she's done mm -hmm. a tremendous amount of research in this arena and how I define you know a lot of people people think that grit is perseverance and I would say it's different you know you can persevere through a terminal illness because you have to But grit is founded in purpose. Grit is a choice to persevere because you're continuing to fulfill a purpose. And going all the way back to what we talked about earlier around suffering and passion and sacrifice, you know, you will suffer and sacrifice for your purpose. And it takes grit to, to continue and to persevere. And the reason I think it's so lacking in today's world is because we live in a quick fix mentality. You know, years ago, Justin Bieber throws up a YouTube video and now he's, he's a household mm -hmm. name, you know? And so everybody's like, yeah. oh, I'm going to get this quick fix, this, this fast fame, this magic bullet secret sauce kind of thing. And the reality is there's no magic bullet and secret sauce that takes grit And it takes perseverance, and it takes continuance, and it takes endurance, and all of those things that I've just described, all of those adjectives, I believe, are a component of what I call grit. Wow. And now we came to my final question. Before I'll ask you what is the best way to connect with you, but my final question is our mountain question. As I always tell, I really imagine this journey that we have towards building a perception in the mind of our customer and taking ownership of a word or of a category and, of course, building brands. I always imagine that 
edge climbing a mountain, step after step after step. So I like to ask my guests, did they ever, and that's what I'm asking you, did you ever climbed a mountain? And here mm-hmm. I'm talking about physical mountain. Or do you wish to climb a mountain? Do you have any relationships with mountains at all? Well, <laughs> yes, yes. As a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> Um, I, I told, I mentioned earlier that I have had a lot of great mentors and coaches in a variety of fields. I talked about AT&T school of business and, you know, philosophical coaches and psychological coaches and entrepreneurial and spiritual. And one of my spiritual teachers was actually a shaman that was out of the uh, Peruvian tradition, descendants of the Inca, the Quiero are the direct descendants of the Inca, and they're in Peru. And and yeah. so I went with him years ago. His name was Don Jose Luis. And I went with him years ago, and we spent two weeks climbing Salkantay. Salkantay is the highest peak in the Andes Mountains, and it's 17,000 feet. And so wow. what the traditions maintain is that you meet what they call in, in the Peruvian tradition, they call it your YK, which is basically your higher self or the other, the higher part of you, you meet in the ascent of this mountain, Salkantay. And, you know, I can mm. assure you that while it was magnificent and I definitely accessed a higher part of me, I also met a lot of lower parts of me, too, <laughs> because <laughs> it was, you know, 17,000 feet, you can hardly breathe. So it it yeah. was a bear uh, climbing that mountain for two weeks. We were camping at, in glaciers, and it was not easy at all. So I think your metaphor of building a business to climbing a mountain is a really great, really great analogy. <laughs> Thanks. I just want to ask you, what is the best way for any one of our listeners that would like to get in contact with you and connect with you? What would be the best way to do that? Well, the very best way is to go to my website, which is just jamesray.com. And when you go there, actually, I've got a special where if you're interested, I, I'm giving away a free uh, ebook called How to Conquer Versus Quit. Hmm. which is is really an appropriate topic in in for entrepreneurs as well as in today's sure. world. So that's the best way. And then of course I'm I'm all over social media, you know, I'm on Twitter um at James A Ray um 11 I believe it is. I'm on uh Facebook official James Arthur Ray. I'm on Instagram. So I'm all over social media hmm. going back to what we were talking about earlier and I'm I'm very very active there as well. I know that's the way we had the chance to meet. So right. uh, we'll put all these links in our show notes for this interview. And James, I would like to thank you so much. It has been a pleasure talking with you, and I really enjoyed that. Well, thank you. It's been my pleasure as well, and I really appreciate it, and I'd encourage you to keep doing great things. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Take Have care. a masterful day. Bye. Thank you. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. 
keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. See you next week.